welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. There's real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you listen on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify. Definitely press five-star review if you love my show. That kind of shit really helps. If you're listening on Spotify, what's really fun is they have polls. I run polls over there, and there is a place to comment on the episodes. I get so excited when I get some comments on Spotify. So if you have a comment about an episode, I post some questions over there to get the conversation going. Definitely give your two cents. I love hearing what people think about the episodes and the topic that we're discussing. Now I get them on Spotify too, which is super fun. There are a lot of comments that come in that have bad words in them. There's certain things you cannot say or else Spotify is going to flag it. I will see flagged comments, but I never air them because if they're flagged, what they're saying is that if I post that, it could get me in trouble. So make sure if you comment on Spotify that you keep your comments as clean as possible. I love seeing comments. Now, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because people remain anonymous on the show. I change everybody's voices. If you don't want to be anonymous, you don't have to, but most people do. I change voices. I change names. If you want to be on the show, just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on the show. Now, listen, if you have a naughty confession that you want to be aired, call my confessions hotline. The number's 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on my confessions hotline. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. But make sure when you leave it, you're in a very quiet place and you speak clearly and you have on a good headset, okay? Now, most of these confessions, they're not aired on an episode. They're posted on my Patreon. My Patreon is super fun. It's like a very big community at this point. I have over 2,100 people on my Patreon signed up. Uh, my Patreon for just $5 a month, you get all of my episodes early and ad-free. You get Q&As. I do them probably like every other month where I answer any kind of questions that my Patreon members have. You also get anonymous pics of every female guest that has ever been on my show. They're all over there. Hot pics, like sexy pics, rated R pics are all there. And then you also get access to my private Discord channel, which is not R-rated. It's X-rated, okay? <laughs> and there's a big community over there of like-minded people all chatting with each other. I don't get involved in my discord channel but it's a great place for you to go and talk to some of my guests go on there they post their x-rated pictures on there other people and listeners who are in the discord get to post whatever they want post videos post pictures it's age restricted but it's very easy to get into i think just iphone users have to do something on the computer to make it make them able to see the private discord but i give you all those instructions when you sign in so it's pretty easy. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, like I said, it's only $5 a month. You could cancel at any time. Go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, all the information I just gave you, 
All of the links and everything will be in the description. So if you're driving, don't worry. If you want to just go to the description later. So today is a confessions episode. I have five different confessions in this episode, as well as five critiques after each one from me. But anyway, I start off with a guy with a story. The first sentence is he took his wife to a strip club, dot, dot, dot. I feel like that's a lot of people's story or is sometimes it's a lot of people's wish it was their story because typically what comes after I took my wife to a strip club is the wife and the stripper hooked up. <laughs> and that is what happened with his wife. And then he talks about what happened after. I don't want to give out too much information. Some people complained recently, like you say too much in the email in the beginning. Okay, so you'll have to hear what happened after. That initial hookup with a woman at the strip club more followed than we hear from an, Afri an African-American female who loves swinging. I love her. She has been on my show. I have her whole backstory. After you listen to her confession that she called in and left, you're going to want to hear her whole story because she just loves sex and she has no problem stating that. She's open, very open with her guy. They've been swinging for a while and she has a lot to say about it. And so her, you're going to, she has a lot to say about it and you're going to love her and she's got a lot to say about it. And she comes from a super positive place, which makes her awesome in my book. You're going to want to hear her confession and then go listen to her episode, which I will post the number of her episode in the description. Then you hear from a guy. Then I give you that quickie, which is a guy that could blow himself. And that's for anybody out there that wants to try it. He gives you exact information <laughs> about how he learned to do it that I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'm going to throw that one in. And then after that, I have some interesting ones that kind of go together. The first one is a guy who is in an open marriage, kind of, but he's cheating. You're not going to understand that one. That kind of shit always perplexes me. Like you got this girl who's completely open and she's down to do stuff and yet you're still out there cheating. And who this guy is cheating on with? Oh my God. Her best friend from college and another woman and they're all younger than him and he's got a lot to say. So you got to listen to that one. And then we have a guy who is married but is in a sexless marriage and he couldn't be more pissed off. <laughs> I'd be pissed off too if I was in a sexless marriage, right? I think that kind of, his story is very relatable. That's why I included his. And he definitely called into vent. And I feel like he's going to be venting for a lot of you. He's only two years out of no sex. I feel like there's a lot of guys out there that are, are out a lot longer on sex than that. And there's some women who have called on my show that are in sexless marriages. So sexless marriages exist. A lot of you are going to be able to relate to this guy. He's pretty angry because he's tried everything. So you're going to hear from him. And then what I have after and what I end on is a positive one because this is a guy, it's a confession from a guy who was in a sexless marriage, but he left his wife. He did that bold thing, which I think is very hard to do. And I give anyone credit for doing it. He left and now he is living his best life doing crazy things. He's hooking up with a MILF who is also living her second better life with him. They're having all kinds of crazy sex. He's hooking up with guys, trans women, dominatrix. He's doing it all. You got to hear from him. I end with him because I feel like that's like a happy ending story. I know someone that's just found out he's getting a divorce. And I feel like it's always super devastating when you're going through that. I get it. 
And so, and, and I know someone who's getting a divorce and whether you're thinking about getting a divorce or you just recently got a, a divorce, this is like a hopeful story to show you that after you go through the trauma of ending things, if things are really bad, most likely on the other side, you, if things are really bad, you have, you have to know that there is a a huge opportunity for your second half of your life or your next relationship to be everything you ever wanted. So if you're going through a divorce, like someone I know is, <laughs> after you go through the pain, maybe you could, you're going to live your best life. Like you don't know, maybe the grass is greener. For this guy, the grass was greener on the other side. And that could be the case for you. Of course, my critiques talk about women in the lifestyle and how they control it. I talk a lot about opening up your marriage and how to do it and how not to do it. I talk about the stigma that's attached to women who like sex because there really is one, which is stupid. And I talk about that. I talk a lot about cheating and how and why sometimes cheating sex is is great. Unfortunately, I also talk a lot about sexless marriages and. And like I said before, how after a divorce, you can be happier. I believe terrible things happen for better things to have space to occur. I think terrible things happen so that good things could happen right after. So there you go. It's a super interesting confessions episode. I hope you enjoy them all. If you have a confession you want to leave, do it now. Call the Confessions Hotline, 347-420-3579, 347-420-3579. On and now on to the first confession. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I have listened to a number of different episodes. The reason why I started tuning in was my wife and I were happily married, been married almost 17 years. We got, we got two kids. I come from a very religious background, being raised by Jehovah's Witnesses, and my wife, she was raised as a Catholic. That being said, we got married, and we truly love each other from the bottom of our hearts. We are with each other 24-7, and just we're, we're, we're really, truly soulmates. So in the 17th year of our marriage, I just want to do something romantic, and so this is November of last year. Thanksgiving, and I decided to buy a romantic package at the Intercontinental Hotel in the city where we live. Very romantic, very five-star. So anyway, the first night we're there, we, we go to the bar, we have a couple of drinks, and we're just having fun. There's just the two of us talking. And our sex life has always been 10 out of 10. It's always been fantastic. My wife is a gorgeous woman. She's Brazilian. She's just very, very very sensual, sensual, and I love her to pieces. And we've always had a good sexually live relationship, even after, you know, having kids and everything. Anyway, getting back to the point. So Thanksgiving uh, 2022, I buy a romantic package that is intercontinental. So after we're done at the bar, my wife takes me, says, come with me. <laughs> so, okay, where are we going? Everything's closed. So we get into an Uber, and my wife brings me to the only thing that's open and that's a strip club. And so we go there, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, do you want to go to a strip club? I mean, this is something that, in my eyes, has always been something very prohibited. Anyway, we go inside. And so, yeah, I, I thought, okay, she's being curious. and just looking around. Next thing I know, she's calling a, a stripper to, to the champagne room for the, just the two of us. And, of course, things get 
way out of hand and gets very, 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 very crazy. My wife and I did a lot. My wife took me while taking her. I mean, she went, my wife went down on her and you know, the stripper went kind of down on her. And I mean, it was, to me, it was the most sensual thing I've ever been, been through in my life. I'm, just, I'm getting excited to think about it. Anyway, so the next morning we wake up and like, what do we do? You know, you should have stopped me from taking you to that place. I'm like, and I was like really trying to process it. I had all these thoughts going through my mind. I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what's going on. So anyway, later on in the afternoon, I said, I don't care if it was right or wrong. If that's something you want to do, and I'm totally in it. Anyway, so, so the next weekend, my wife again wants to go to a strip club. So go to another strip club. And then my wife wants, says to me, you've got to do more adult things. You've got to just spark you know, life into our sex life. And then it comes to the bedroom, and my wife wants to watch porn, and she wants to see this and that and see other women being fucked. And, of course, who am I to say no? <laughs> who am I to say no? Who am I to slap her hand and say no? It's just been a wild ride. And I've been on the phone with psychiatrists from all over the world trying to figure out if I'm, if I'm going down the right road, if I'm going to the end of my marriage. That's the last thing I would want. And now my wife wants to do a threesome. She wants to do a threesome. And I've kind of been feeling her out. Do you want a man? Do you want a woman? Because I'm fine either way. To me, all is good. Whatever pleases her most is what would please me. So we've, we've, we've watched male, female, female, and she's really into that. I mean, she's really... And it just makes makes me very sad just thinking about it. But she's, like, really into it. And then the, this past week, we watched Male, Male, Female. She wasn't really into that, which I was kind of surprised. So we did a, a Male, Male, Female video, and she wasn't really into that. She, she was like, I want to see a woman getting fucked. <laughs> so I went back to the Female, Female, Male, and she was, she was just, like, totally into it. So... It's just like, where do I go from here? We go to sex clubs, swinger clubs. However, in the area where I live, there's no sex really permitted on the premise. But we're going back, we're going there this Saturday. And she said she wants to take me to, to the, the corner and give me a blowjob, which I am totally, totally, totally into. But I just, I don't know. I just need, I need someone to talk to. Hey, guys, do you know that you have a G-spot? That's right. Guys have a G spot too. And you want to know where it is? It is hidden right underneath your taint. Now I'm sure most of you know where your taint is, but for those who don't, it's that little tiny, super sensitive strip right between your balls and your asshole. Now listen, if you stimulate your male G spot, you're going to have what's called a prostate orgasm. Now I never had a prostate orgasm because I'm a chick, <laughs> but the guys who have called into my show who have had them talk about it being the best effing orgasm they've ever had. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Their personal massager is designed to externally stimulate the male G spot. That's right. You don't have to put anything inside of you to have a prostate orgasm. You just take their personal massager and you put it right on your taint and you're gonna have a prostate orgasm. And not only that, massaging your taint is going to increase your blood flow, give you stronger erections, and if you have any kind of ED going on, it's gonna help with that too. And right now, Butter Wellness is offering my listeners 20% off your order when you enter the code strictly at butterwellness.com. That's butterwellness.com. Use my code strictly to get 20% off your order. Go to butterwellness.com. Use code strictly to get 20% off and have yourself the best orgasm ever. What did he say at the end? He needs what? 
I don't know what he said he needs. He doesn't need anything. He just needs to follow his wife. She has taken the effing lead. Obviously, she has wanted to hook up with chicks. That's why she brought him to the strip club. Okay, I don't personally think that was a coincidence. I think maybe his girl always had interest in women. And that night she decided to drop a little hints, make it seem like it was just something that came up. Hey, let's go to a strip club. And what a perfect way to do it. I think he was smart in giving her that romantic weekend. That kind of shit really sets the mood with women. I know I love a five-star hotel, okay? The fact that he got a really nice hotel, took her out of the house. Now she's not a mom. She's outside of the household. She's in a hotel. I feel like there's something about getting out of the house and being in a hotel that allows people, I think personally, to let go of who they are. And that's very freeing, especially to women who are wives and mothers and have 10 other roles that they're doing when they're home. Sometimes it's very easy for a woman to lose touch of her self as a sexual being because there's nothing that hot about being a mom. <laughs> I know for the first couple of years of my son's life, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I said to myself at night, like, thank God I don't have a fucking guy that I got to blow at the end of the night, because I was a single mom. And that was a lot easier for me because my sex drive was like went out the window. And I think that that's like nature's way of saying like, take care of your effing baby that goes away after the first couple of years. But what stays is the fact that you are like a fucking slave to a whole bunch of people, including the husband too. I don't have a husband. My life is a lot easier. I personally feel like than. <laughs> The women that have husbands, they got their kids and another fucking baby to take care of. I just have my son. So my life's pretty easy. But this girl, she's got her husband. She's got her kids. But now he did the right thing. He took her out of the house, took her out of her life, brought her on a nice romantic vacation, staycation. That's what they call it, right? Got her a fat hotel room. And she's like, let's go to a strip club. I think she was down and knew she wanted to hook up with a chick. And that was her way of doing it. These are two religious people who are afraid to really cop to what they're into with each other. Look, this guy said, oh, my God, I've been running to all kinds of therapists all over the world, he said. <laughs> Trying to figure out, am I going to ruin my marriage? He's so nervous. He's got that guilt that was put on him from when he was younger. He's a little freaked out. But listen, I think that this is totally fine what's going down. His wife is taking the lead. There's nothing better than that. That's top of the mountain. Typically, we're hearing from guys who are trying to get their girls to do stuff like that. this, and they're taking the lead. And a lot of the times, the wife is down for it. Right. But the fact that in his situation, his wife is taking the lead and she is down for it is great. All you have to do, dude, is follow her. Do what she wants. I love that you tried all kinds of different porn just to see what she was into. She's obviously into chicks. You know, you're like, what is next? What is next is a threesome. I mean, she went to a strip club and she hooked up with a woman at a, at a swingers club. She's going to be women there that are down. Now, I personally do not think that you are, that he is ruining his marriage. I think the best thing to do so that you don't ruin your marriage is take it very slow, talk it out ad nauseum, 
like talk and talk and talk and communicate about everything that you're doing before, during, and after. And just make sure that that kind of communication stays open. That's what it's all about. It sounds like this guy and his wife are truly in love. They have a very solid foundation. That makes him ahead of the game for most couples. You're never going to open up a relationship that isn't doing well and th- and that's going to help it. But when you're a couple that is really, really solid and you've been together for a really long time, you decide to open things up, you have a way better chance of it being successful. I've heard it a million times on my show that when the successful couples do open up their relationship, what happens is they wind up feeling closer to their partners. And I don't mean closer sexually because they're doing all kinds of sex, but closer emotionally and on every other level. That can happen and does happen. You know, you hear so many fucking people talking online about how open marriages never work and people just throw their assumptions all all over the place. I have so many episodes where it does work. So listen, guy who called in, (laughs) everything's great. I would not bring up the guy thing with your girl. I think it's obvious she's into chicks. I think go live out every guy's fantasy, have another threesome. I mean, you kind of did do a little bit of a threesome. I mean, you kind of saw your girl go down on a girl at the strip club. But I say have that threesome with your girl, but really discuss with her what's going to go on with you and the woman. It doesn't sound like you did anything to the stripper at the strip club. That might be a whole different ball game. Some women are totally into seeing their partner bang somebody else. Some women aren't. They just want to be with the with the girl. Some women start off like, oh, I just want to be with the girl. And then eventually they're like, okay with their partner being with the, with the girl as well. I mean, you just got to continue to take her lead. Whatever she's into, do it. This guy definitely sounds like the type that's going to. He's he's obviously excited. He's obviously open. And he's obviously not in control. <laughs> it's his wife that's in control. And that's fucking great. That's the way you want it to be. Let her make the decision. Let her make the rules. It sounds like this guy is down regardless. I mean, if some people I think would be like, oh, it's not fair if he doesn't get to fuck her or whatever. There's a lot of tit for tat that people project onto (laughs) a lot of the stories that I have on my show, but none of that shit matters. The only thing that matters is what you guys agree on. And this guy said he's down for whatever. He's going to take what he could get. He's excited. He sounds super excited. And it sounds like there's a threesome in their future. It probably already happened. So anyway, on to the next confession. Hi, just wanted to call. I'm going to give you my Dan Savage introduction, which is I'm a cis hat African-American married woman from the Midwest. I'm calling because I'm in my early 50s. And there's something that I do that a lot of women don't do. And when they do, they don't admit to that. And that is my husband and I are swingers. And... I enjoy it. It's really hard to get women, including myself, to admit that sex is fun and that I actually have a great time sleeping with other men that aren't my partners, which is my husband. He is a fabulous lover. And every time I sleep with somebody else, it reminds me how good he is. But that doesn't stop the enjoyment of sleeping with other men. And part of it is I hadn't had so many partners before I met my husband. And so it's been really amazing to like sleep with a bunch of different men after I've married my husband, but that it doesn't negatively affect 
our marriage, in fact, it's made it stronger. It's also allowed me to have experiences with women, which I hadn't had. We've had three ways, two men, one woman. We've had two women, one man. Those are all fun, fabulous, getting to explore, touching other people. We have also been to a couple of nudist resorts that also encourage swinging, which is, has been a blast. It's really freeing to be without your clothes. It's even more fabulous than being without a bra. It's like that on 10. So I would say that the most interesting thing is, is the how it has actually made my relationship with my husband stronger, which is really hard to believe. There's a lot of things said about swinging. Most of them are negative. And in the time there's a movie, there's always the negative highlights. And I'm not going to say there aren't bad things about swinging, but I'm here to highlight the good things, which are it can be amazing for your self-esteem. It can be really amazing highlighting the good things about your partner. It's great for having other sexual experiences outside of the one that you have with your partner. And it's been fun exploring my sexuality with men and women. So just want you to know, I, it's really hard to admit to anyone that is in your family or in your neighborhood or whatever that you're a swinger. You, in fact, can't. So it makes it a dirty secret, and it would be better if you could admit it. But people are so negative about sex and about swinging and about sleeping with somebody that isn't your husband. There's even, you know, kind of blowback about sleeping with someone that is your husband when it comes right down to it in American society, believe it or not. It just has to be like an open secret between my husband and myself and the people that we swing with. And I wish that it was easier for girls to know that you can have sex with other people and it does not have to interfere with your primary relationship. That's something my husband and I have worked on quite a bit and it can be done. So it may not be for everybody, but it's for me. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, don't you just effing love how she owns loving sex? It's so sad that women are afraid to own it. Women are sexual beings just like men, but there are so many women out there that have repressed, suppressed, whatever you want to call it, their sexuality because there really is like a stigma attached to women who dig sex. And it's funny because that comes from men, right? It's that whole Madonna whore complex. Yet who are the ones who suffer from that? Men. It's so funny. You're like, you want a girl that's good in bed, that's going to fuck you all the time, yet you don't want to date a girl like that. It just doesn't make sense. And it's a big effing problem. I don't think it's as much of a problem nowadays, but it certainly was when I was growing up. And this woman that you could tell is older, I had her on my show already. So the good news is I will put her episode number in the description so you could listen to her whole episode. But what I love about her is she has been able to conquer that stigma that was put on her when she was younger and she's letting her freak flag fly she loves sex she starts it off talking about that she loves banging other people and it's only brought her and her husband closer i really hope the guy who left the confession about his girl wanting to have a threesome i hope he listens to this because i have heard it many times before that it can and does bring couples together I love that she loves seeing her guy with other women. I love that she's open to all different types of things. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's that many things that are off the table. She loves seeing her guy fuck other women and she loves fucking other guys. She said, listen, I didn't have a lot of 
partners before my husband. And so she's living that out now. She talks about how she can't tell many people about what she's doing. And it's true. You kind of can't because there is so much stigma around it. Forget about if she was just a woman doing this, but the fact that she's doing it with her husband, oh my God, so many people would be like, you don't love your husband if you let him fuck other people. Or they would say the same thing about her husband. He doesn't fucking love you. I mean, (laughs) so many people on YouTube say the same shit. There's no way this couple's going to last. I have people that I talk to that have been doing this for 20, 30 years and they're closer than they've ever been. So... Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the negative hype. Fucking Dr. Drew. I hate him. I used to love him, but I hate him now because he always makes comments about open relationships. Whenever that kind of thing comes up, he just makes blanket statements like, oh, that never ends well. It's totally toxic for a relationship. You've never talked to one fucking person about it. And you as an expert is saying shit like that, which I think is really bad. It's one thing if you've done studies and talked to many, many couples and really delved into the lifestyle and how it works for couples and how it doesn't work for couples and listen to people. He's never listened to anybody, okay? (laughs) Obviously, because he says it never works out. I have tons of episodes where it does. Okay, so shut the fuck up, Dr. Joe. But anyway, back to this woman. I love her. I get that she loves herself and she's totally clear about what she's doing and there's nothing dark about it even though she says oh she can't tell anyone because it's like a dark dirty thing to do but yet there's no darkness in her right I mean she just sounds great and happy and clear and totally cool about what she's doing and that's what it's all about I have her whole story it's super great I'm going to put the episode number in the description so you could listen to her whole episode and hear way more details uh, cause you're going to love her. I think she's, she's wonderful. Anyway, on to the next confession. Hi, I have a, what I think is a unique story and I'd like to tell it to you, but I need to be strictly anonymous. But my basic story is that I have a very good sex life with my wife who is 20 years younger. We make love three, four or five times a week. We've been to sex parties. We've been to swinger clubs. We've done massage, we've done a lot of play, but no swap, and soft or hard, full, and no, we like being seen, and we like doing things in public. Since COVID, we really don't do that much, and it's become a little bit more mundane. In the meantime, several years ago, about four years ago, I, without planning this, had something with my wife's best friend and her college roommate, and I love her, but I also love my wife. And then I was recently overseas and started something with somebody in Eastern Europe who I like a lot. So I have a quandary now in the fact that I love my wife, I really love her best friend, but I love my wife too, and I like them both, but that's not going to happen. And I have a third thing, and if it was that game who you want to have sex with, who you want to kill, or whatever, I'd kill nobody, I'd have sex with all of them together. But anyway, if you find this interesting, if you don't, thank you, I love listening to your stuff, and I'm a horny boy, I like fucking, don't any strange stuff, so to me it's all about making love and feeling something, and 
whatever, but if I could, I'd bawled about the three women. One more thing, my wife is 19 years younger than me, her best friend is 18 years younger than me, and the other woman is 28 years younger than me. So I am king of the virility scale at my age, which is in the 60s. So anyway, that's the story. Okay, thanks. Okay, listen, now, is this story that unique? I don't know. This sounds like a typical cheating story. I think it's a little worse because one of the people that you are cheating on her with is her best friend from college. Oh my God. That is like so bad on so many levels, not only for you, but also for her friend. And the fact that you say that you're in love with her is makes it even 10 times worse. And I wonder, you know, is it really love or are you attaching that to the scenario because when you're with her, it feels like love, but maybe it just feels like love, but it isn't really love. I don't know because how did you get that involved with her? How long have you been begging her that you fell quote unquote in love with her? Like, why is that happening? Why are you having an emotional affair as well as a physical one, especially when you love your partner? There's definitely room for emotional affairs to start in relationships, but most of the time they start when there's no emotional affair happening at home, right? Like when things are like in the fucking shitter. A lot of times that's when people go and fall for other people more than physically. So, but you're not saying that's the case. You're saying you like really love your wife, but yet you fell in love with this other person. So like maybe you're poly and that's how you roll and you want to open yourself up and love more than one person. Then I think maybe you need to talk to your wife. The fact that you and your wife are doing all kinds of things, but you still feel the need to cheat on her is a problem. You guys have gone pretty far. You go to sex parties, you go to swingers clubs, but are you good to get massages together? She's definitely kinky and open-minded to try things. I think you need to push your limits a little bit more. And maybe if you did and you could do more stuff like that with her, then you wouldn't be going and doing these things with other people. I know that you love that woman, quote unquote, over in Eastern Europe. I, I don't know. I tend to not believe even with not even talking to you that you're in love with these other people. I think sometimes lust and the newness of a, a new person might feel like love because it's supercharged, but I think it's supercharged for other reasons not necessarily that it's quote unquote love. I know that you probably know her best friend from high school for a really long time and then you add the physical thing there and maybe that makes it feel like love. I don't know, but that's a problem if you're in love with three people at once, especially if your wife's not poly and she's not down for it. You're gonna have a unique situation. Yeah, in that you're kind of fucked. What are you gonna do? I think what you should do if you still love your wife is focus on your marriage. Maybe you guys need to go to more sex parties and more swingers clubs. You need maybe a little bit more variety so then you wouldn't be going and getting the variety behind her back. You say you have great sex with her, yet you're going and doing these other things, which I don't understand. Because like I said, a lot of times people stray outside of their marriage when something isn't right. The fact that all these chicks are way younger than you is great. Obviously, you're into way younger chicks. A lot of guys would high five you for that. But that's that's a part of the story that I think you probably love. I don't necessarily think that it changes the story in any way. The story is still a cheating story. You're just a cheater. <laughs> I just think it's kind of 
crazy when I hear somebody cheating on a partner that's so super cool with somebody. And especially because you say you still love your partner. Most of the time when I'm talking to people who are cheating, the love has gone out the window a long time ago. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like most people don't cheat when things are great. They cheat when things have been bad over a long period of time. A lot of people don't cheat the minute things get bad. But over time, even someone that's totally monogamous will wind up cheating if they can't leave the fucking relationship. It happens always. But uh, and, And there's the type of guy, yeah, that cheats regardless of what's going on at home. And that's the philanderer, the guy that just needs lots of variety. And maybe that's who you are. There's also the guy I think that cheats a lot, even if things are good at home, because he still has like a vapid hole that needs to be filled with female attention. Like he loves getting women to like him. And that's some sort of thing that he needs and desires. And so even though he's got his wife at home and he loves her, he goes out and a woman could do this too. Okay. I'm just talking in the guy version here because the caller is a guy, but this happens with women too. There, there is that type of person that still needs to, to know that they could get people to like them, fall for them, to get them. It feeds them in a way that their primary relationship doesn't. And that's a, like a never ending cycle. You can never fill that void because that's something that isn't about necessarily going out and meeting people. That's like sort of a an emptiness inside of the person that's doing it. I don't know if that's you. I would need to ask this guy a million more questions to really get to the bottom of what he's saying. Like I said, is he in love really? Like I know he says he's in love with all these women. You're obviously, like you said, not going to wind up being able to have a relationship with her friend and her. But what are you going to do with that relationship? Like you're full on in love with her. I say stop fucking having an emotional affair with her friend. Like you should... Cut that shit out before it ruins your whole marriage. Would it be worth it? Most of the time, I would say (laughs) the grass isn't greener on the other side. Sometimes it is when the primary relationship, like I said, is in the has been in the shitter for five years or 10 years. It's like totally gone. There's no way it's ever going to be repaired. Sometimes it is better to leave for the person that you're with and things do wind up better in that next relationship. But the fact that you're still in love with your your wife and you're having great sex, most likely if you left her for any of these people, you'd wind up in the same position down the line too. Is it about your relationship with your wife or is it something that has to do with you? And if it is that you just need a little bit more variety than the variety that your wife is already giving to you, which is a lot, you might have to see if you could get her to agree to do a little bit more to satisfy that part of you that needs to have more chicks in your life, I guess. Maybe that's what you want. You need more variety. A lot of guys are wired that way. So a lot of women are wired that way. You might have to be a little bit more honest with your girl and maybe she'd be okay with it. Somehow you got to incorporate that and see how it goes. I don't know because I don't want this whole thing to blow up in your face because it could, especially because you're kind of shitting where you eat like that best friend thing too close to home. Not a good thing big red flag. But anyway, on to the next confession. This is Thomas. I called you the other day, left you a message, and I said that I had sucked my own cock. And then you replied with a text message today asking me to expand on that. Well, I'll try to get into this really quick. uh, I read about it, about how to do this. involves doing a handstand up against the wall with your back to the wall. And you're naked, of course. I'm naked. And then 
drop, slowly dropping my feet down and getting repositioning. You know, a lot of times I have pillows there and I get my feet down alongside me and you just keep repositioning and working to get the proper distance from the wall and the, the proper angle and everything like that until uh, my cock is aligned with my mouth. Now, I don't have a huge cock or anything like that. I have a six, six and a half inch cock is all, but it's all about angles and, and flexibility. And this was a while ago when I'm not quite able to achieve that level of flexibility anymore. I had so, shoulder surgery and whatnot. But anyways, drop, your, drop my feet down alongside my head and then keep repositioning myself until my cock is aligned with my mouth. And then I was able to get about half of it in my mouth. And then I kept stroking myself to keep it hard and I kept sucking and it's really enjoyable. It's really different being on the giving and receiving end of something like that. And there's a lot of sensation going on and it feels really good. And I just kept stroking and, and sucking until, yeah, I did come in my mouth and that felt really wild. And then everybody's next question is, did I swallow? Well, Gravity being upside down makes that really difficult. So I think a majority of it did run out of my mouth. But it was fun and just one of those things you want to see if you can do. And I was able to figure out and take enough time to make it happen. It's not an easy thing to do. There is a lot of strain and pressure on your neck and shoulders. But it's also a really enjoyable thing and kind of hot to be able to Make yourself come in your own mouth. Love your pod. Give you a five-star review today. Take care and keep up the great work. Love your show. Bye. Okay, I got to give this guy a lot of credit. A, that he's that flexible that he could do that. Okay, I always thought that this was like a fake thing. I don't know. But B, I give him credit for swallowing. I always make fun of girls that don't swallow. I say take it to the team. Swallow. Why not try it? <laughs> I just figured I'd throw this in because uh, this doesn't sound fake to me. This guy is explaining exactly how to do it. I wonder, I'm going to do some polls on my Patreon and on Spotify. Go to Spotify and, and take the poll. If you could suck your own dick or eat yourself out, would you? My answer is yes, I would. I'm sorry, I just would. Okay, anyone that says no, I just think is like lame. Would you do it if you could? <laughs> this poor guy is inflexible enough. Isn't that what he said? And he can't do it anymore. Poor thing. But anyway, I just figured I'd throw that in. So because I, I think it's like great advice. Great advice for anyone out there that wants to try and do it. I don't think women can do it. Can Is there a woman out there that can do it? I know that they have those really funny porn videos where they have girls going down on themselves. But really what it is is another girl like laying down in front of her and they mock it up like it's fake. You know that, right? <laughs> Sorry if I just ruined it for you. Anyway, on to the next confession. Hi, Kathy. My name's Jesse. I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while now. Today, you said something that I just feel I've got to get off my chest because you struck right on top of it. You had said something to Layla about married couples and not having sex after two years. And I understand what all you were getting at, but I can tell you, I've not had sex with my wife for two years and four months, going on five months. I've talked, I've whined, I've cried, I've complained, I've talked diplomatically, I've talked having a nice conversation, I've talked repeatedly, I've thrown a bit. She won't fuck. That's to be blunt, and I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. 
We've gone to a marriage counselor years ago. It, it, nothing has changed her. Sex was once or twice a year if I was lucky. I bring it up. I ask her what's wrong with me. I, I've done so much digging into what is wrong with me. She won't look at her. And I have two twin daughters that are 15 years old. And when they hit 18 and get off to college, I can pretty much tell you that I will not be in that house anymore. I love my wife, but the other day I sent her a text that said, look, I'm not trying with you anymore. Doesn't mean I don't love you, but I'm just not trying. I never got a response back, and I've never gotten any sit down and talk about it. I never get anything like that from her. She's emotionally checked out, and she's been this way for a long time. It's my fault for staying in this relationship, believing she could change, and I just got lured into the, oh, I'll fix it, I'll change, it'll be better, and that's my stupidity for staying as long as I have. So there are those of us miserable bastards out here who are stuck in these relationships where I would love to just walk away from her and get a divorce, but I don't want to leave my kids. I love them to death. <laughs> you would mention something about porn two, three times a night because I'm sitting at home lonely. And on top of all this, I've been on the couch for going on eight years because I've been waiting for her to ask me to come to bed, waiting for her to say, come join me in bed. And I don't even get that. So I just wanted to drop that little tidbit out there and get that off my chest to you. Keep up the good work. Love listening to your shows. Some are a little out there, <laughs> but great to hear you and hope you have much success in the future. Have a great day. Oh my God, this poor guy. And you know what? Listen, this is unfortunately a very common story. And this guy's only on two years. How old did he say his kids are? 15? So he's got three more years. So he's going to be five years no sex by the time he gets a divorce. <laughs> At least he's planning on leaving. I got to say, a lot of people even stay after that. Um, I get the whole staying for the kids thing. I think you have to have kids to understand it. But I do give people credit who do live, do leave regardless of the kids. I think that that's the harder thing to do. And sometimes it's the better thing. I mean, each case is very different. I know that my parents never got a divorce and I never had to deal with that. But I have to say their marriage together when I was younger up until recently when my mom passed, I mean, it was like nothing that I looked at and aspired to. I was kind of like horrified, like, oh my God, I would never want that when I get older kind of a thing. So was it great that my parents never divorced each other and just had a not so great relationship forever? I don't necessarily think so. But I also hear people talking about trauma that they endured due to their parents divorcing when they were younger. I don't know what that's like because I never experienced it, but for people that have, it's very, very traumatizing. So it's a real hard position to be in as parents with kids get it. And so, like I said, I, I get the people that stay and I also give the people credit who leave. Neither is right or wrong. It's just what you're ready to do. This guy's like, I'm fucking out of there when my kids are 18. I hope you do that. It doesn't sound like things are going to change. <laughs> I love that you tried everything because you can walk out that door 
when your kids leave knowing that you did everything that you could to try to change a situation? I would say maybe this, okay, because I know that you said she's emotionally detached and she's checked out, right? So let's go back to when that happened. That probably happened before she stopped having sex with you. And that happens a lot of times for women, you know, they become emotionally unattached because they're not getting what they want. Like guys want sex from their wives. You know what girls want? They want to talk. They want you to ask questions. They want compliments. They want emotional foreplay. Like they want you to take them out places, do special things for for them. That's the kind of things that make women horny for guys. And a lot of times, just like women forget about sex because they're so busy with their lives, men forget about all that shit too, because they're busy working hard to pay all the bills. Okay. It's a big, fat, common problem. And you got to understand both people's positions. I understand the woman that's checked out and doesn't want to fuck her husband anymore. A lot of times it's not just menopause. That happens down the line. I don't know if this woman's in menopause and that's what happened, but it sounds like maybe what happened first, and this happens to a lot of women at all different ages, is she loses her intimate feelings for her guy because the guy is just not doing the things that a woman needs to feel horny for her guy. So that's what happens. And then she's not fucking the guy. And then the guy, you know, he's just focusing on let's have sex. And she's like, no. So I would say in the next three years, because you're not going anywhere, why not try? And maybe this guy has already tried this because he said they went to therapy. They've tried all different things. Like maybe just try being your wife's like buddy again, like her friend, like being cool with her. Forget about the fucking sex and just start complimenting her out of the blue. Like, wow, you look like really great or that outfit looks great on you. Don't make it like a sexual thing. Forget about the sex for a little while. I mean, like I said, for this guy, he should do it because he's he's not going anywhere for three years and he's miserable already. So why not try one more thing? And I would say try just changing it up. Try being nice to her. Try becoming friends again. Try uh, to forget about the fact that you're so angry at her for not fucking you. And I'm going to get to that too, okay? Like, it's not like, oh, it's just the guy's fault of this situation, okay? If you don't fuck a guy for many, many years, even the most monogamous guy will fuck somebody else. And you can't say that that guy is wrong, okay? I'm sorry. I cannot stand when people villainize guys that cheat <laughs> on women that haven't fucked them for years. I mean, what do you expect is going to happen? That happens. It happens all the time. You got to fuck your guy. And if you're not, let him go find it someplace else or just blow him. Do something. Men have needs just like women do. But I would say, why not while you're home with her for the next three years, try creating a different kind of relationship. Try learning to like each other on just a a friend level. If you could get that back with your wife, like maybe she would feel a little horny for you. I would assume that that went out the window, sex went out the window because maybe there wasn't that kind of emotional intimacy happening anymore, which is very common. Just like the guy start, stops complimenting and doing all the things that make the girls horny, the girls stop wanting to have sex with their guys because they're busy and they're doing all their thing and then their guys keeps asking for it and they're like, fuck off, like all you want is sex. They just think it's just like sex and guys are like pigs and the sex starts to happen less and less often and the less amount of time you have sex, the less you need it and the more you have it, the more you want it, okay? So it's very common for husbands and wives that have been together for a long time, especially after kids, to be like banging once a month and if you do the math, that's 12 times a year. 
It's not a lot. And what do you expect a guy to do? Guys are producing sperm like all the time. Their sperm is being created as we speak and they need to let it out. (laughs) And there's just only so much a guy can jerk off. So you got to help him out. And if you don't help your guy out, eventually he might go someplace else. And let me tell you, I've said this before on my show, most of the calls that I get that people pay for that they don't want aired are from guys who are very monogamous, but are at the point where their wives have not fucked them for a very long time and they are afraid they're going to cheat or they're ready to cheat or they started cheating. I mean, it happens all the time. And what do you expect? I will say this, and I always give those guys that are about to cheat and haven't cheated yet a great tip that uh, a therapist once gave to somebody that I know's guy because she was telling me she wasn't like fucking her guy and her guy was complaining and telling her every day like this is what I need you know and it wasn't just like sex it was like you're not holding my hand like I want more cuddles I want you know like guys need that shit too you know but there was no nothing physical happening and she didn't care she wasn't listening to him she's got him people take people for granted she knows he's never going anywhere so she wasn't caving into his desires and then eventually his therapist gave him a a great thing to say and what she told him to say was what he said to her which is this he said hey listen I have not cheated on you I don't want to cheat on you but I'm very afraid that if the opportunity arose where I could cheat on you that I would at this point because of what's happening And I was like, wow, what a fucking smart thing to say. Because A, it's the truth. Okay, so many people are afraid of the truth. It's like weird to me. I don't know. I'm like a, I'm a truth person. I don't, I I don't see what people, but most people aren't. Okay. Most people don't want to hear the truth. They want to avoid it at all costs. Somebody once recently told me like, oh, that's not that nice to say to someone. Yes, it is because it's the truth. You say that, put that out there. Tell the girl, like that girl that I, that I knew, my friend was like, that really lit the fire under her ass. And she heard those words. Those words are very different than, why haven't you fucked me? What the fuck? And probably all the things that that guy is saying. I feel sorry for this guy, though. I don't think he's being a pain in the ass. He sounds so frustrated. I feel for him. It doesn't sound like this guy is at the point where he's going to cheat. So maybe he doesn't have to pull out that conversation. I say for this guy to just start like complimenting her, fake it till you make it. Just like start trying to develop some sort of relationship with your wife outside of the bedroom just to start things out so that maybe you could eventually wind up back in the bedroom because you know what I think I think there's always a chance that things can change most people don't think people change most people don't think situations change but I firmly believe that they do I have changed a million times in my life hardcore major changes in my life I have had I think it's more normal to change and grow as a person than to stay the fuck the same it's weird that people think the opposite people give so many people shit for like completely changing things up remember when poor Madonna had a baby and they were like oh you want to be a mother now and also you know spread her legs and show her pussy in books right before that I mean why the fuck can't she be both things why can't she eventually change to be a mom and then go be 
something else. That is more normal to me than it is to be the same person. But so many people sort of subscribe to whoever they decide they're going to be and they don't think uh, they could change or they don't think situations can change. But things can change. People can change and they do change. It, all it takes is like somebody changing the game. And uh, for all the guys that are in this situation, I feel for you. But it's a common problem. I feel like so many people will be able to relate. Anyway, on to the next confession. Hey, Kathy. It's uh, Dan. I just got out of a sexless marriage. I was married for five years. Long story short, we kind of just drifted apart and there was no intimacy left. And I ended up filing for divorce. And so in that time span, I met a girl that shoots OnlyFans. And I've been helping her shoot content. I met my dom, who is trans and fucking beautiful and amazing, and her job is just to help me get into present space. And then I joined FetLife, and I got into the kink community, and I met a, a single mom who's got two kids, and we fuck like rabbits. She, It's really kind of a, a nice little setup. The first time we had sex, it was five and a half hours, and then... Went to bed and woke up and had sex some more. So, yeah, I don't know. My life's getting kind of crazy right now. I fucked one of my old daddies that I used to bang before I got married. But yeah, I mean, my sexual past is interesting, I think. I'm kind of a jack of all trades in that sense. Just always been into exploring self-exploration. All right. Thanks. Bye. Now, listen, let's end with this guy because this is a guy that was in a sexless marriage like the last guy, like the last poor guy, but he left his marriage. And now he is living it up. And he's living it up with other like-minded people. Look, he's met that married, that woman with the kids. She was obviously married and divorced. And now they're like fucking for five hours a night. It's like they're going back to their childhood. Remember those days? <laughs> I haven't fucked someone for five hours in so long. But this is what happens a lot of the times after people do get divorced and wind up meeting their new partners. It's like super depressing when you get a divorce. But I think what people don't realize is on the other side, when you're finally through all the stages you have to go through to let go of your past, what you have is a future that could be filled with all kinds of things. And why the fuck not? Carpe diem. You only live once. I mean, every single day I realize that I am just going to die one day. I can't tell you how many times I bring myself back to the present and the moment and I fucking live the shit out of it because I know I'm going to die one day. And I've known this all my life, but most people don't. Most people live their life like Groundhog Day, complaining, not doing anything, not changing, not living it up because they just think that they have forever. But you don't, okay? <laughs> and why not change things up for the people who recently got divorced or who are thinking about got divorced or who eventually got divorced? I mean, it's not easy to go through that if you're going through it now or been through it, right? We all get that. Any kind of change, there's always a death first, okay? So we want to acknowledge that. There's always going to be a hard time. No one walks away fucking happy. Uh, that's normal. But... After a while, you get back to yourself. You could be have, having all kinds of fun in and out of the bedroom. Like this guy is a great example of, you know, the fact that he is living out all of his sexual fantasies. He's on FetLife. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. 
He's living it up with a MILF. He's fucking his daddies. He's obviously into dudes and he's getting to do it all without having to worry about cheating or any of that kind of nonsense. Now, it's not just about having a great sex life after you get divorced. It's about having the opportunity to have all kinds of new great things in your life. Maybe you came from a vanilla marriage that wasn't great and was sexless. And now there's a chance you could have a new vanilla relationship that has great vanilla sex. And you're with a more like-minded person. I think that we, a lot of times, and I said this on a recent episode, I think we marry somebody in the beginning for certain reasons. And when you've been there, done that, when you're picking the next person, you could pick them for the more important reasons, which are you like to do the same things. Because when you're older and you, you have all those other things checked off the box, what's better than having a companion that likes to do the things you like to do. And a lot of times when people meet people in their 20s, when they're first getting married, they're very different people. And by the time they're 50 or 40, they're sitting across from somebody that they're like, they have nothing in common with. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So the positive thing of getting divorced, if there is a positive, is that there's a whole new future available to you. Look at this guy. He went from a sexless marriage. He's having all kinds of fun. We hope for the last guy who's in the sexless marriage, who's leaving supposedly in three years, we hope he's going to be like this guy living it up and doing what he wants. No regrets, no looking back. That's the way it should be. I do believe that really terrible things happen. It's for the greater good. I mean, the most horrifying things that happened to me always led to the most positive things that happened to me. That's the way it works. So I wanted to end with this one because it's a happy story. I just wanted to end with a happy confession. Anyway, if you have a confession that you want to leave and have aired on one of my episodes, or if you have a question that you want advice for, I love giving advice. You could call the Confessions Hotline. Call that number 247-347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Make sure you're in a quiet place. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. I change everybody's voices so you remain anonymous. Thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.